When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Oof. Boy, did those stories get their asses kicked. I hereby declare that Keir Mather is duly elected. Now, in three by elections, the average drop in Conservative support was 21 points. That's actually worse than the national polling suggests. The Tories were, of course, defeated by Labour in Selby and Ainsley in North Yorkshire. Now, the governing party won that seat with a more than 20,000 majority back in 2019. Labour this time clinched it with a more than 4,000 majority. Some are to and fro, clobbered by the Lib Dems, who overturned a 19,000 majority and turned it into an 11,000 majority for the Yellow Party. Now, of course, Labour didn't win it in Uxbridge and South Ryslip, Boris Johnson's old seat. We will talk more about that. I'm going to talk about the lessons here, not just giving you a kind of general overview, I'm sure most of you have, or many of you have looked at these results yourselves, but the predecessor of the seat wasn't won by Labour even in the 1997 landslide, and more than 7,000 majority was cut down to 495. That's clearly progress. Now, overall, Labour should have a spring in their step because all the evidence conclusively points to the basic fact that the next election, apparently penciled in for next November, that is set to turf the Tories out at number 10, and Starmer is on course to become Prime Minister. All the evidence, including these by-elections, pointing very much in that direction. Now, why is this all happening? Very basic reasons. We're now on our third Tory Prime Minister. Worth remembering that, in one parliamentary term, the two previous ones resigned in disgrace. Johnson, of course, because of illegality and deceit. Liz Truss, because she blew the economy up with some deranged right-wing dogma. Multiple scandals. Let's not forget that the proximate cause of Boris Johnson's resignation was... Uh, the Chris Pitcher scandal, where he was alleged to have groped men. Uh, we've had resignations from Dominic Raab to Nadim Zahari. You've probably lost track of the resignations. Been quite a few scandals. The cost of living crisis, the most acute cost of living crisis in modern British political history, which already builds on the years before that, an already protracted squeeze in people's income. People pre- projected to be worse off in 2026 than they were back in 2008. Collapsing public services, the NHS most notably, let alone our crumbling infrastructure. The huge public divisions of the Tories is a bit of a blood fest, on top of all the years of austerity that we've gone through. Now, no governing party has so spectacularly imploded as much as the Conservatives in the history of British democracy. I don't think that's hyperbolic. I can't think of any other precedent. They deserve to be defeated for what they've done to the country. Haven't even mentioned the mass avoidable deaths of the pandemic because of their mishandling of it. Now, I say all of this because it is important to state that the reasons for the Tories' impending defeat, which I think is exceptionally likely, is because of the things the Tories have done, not because of Starmer mania. There is no enthusiasm for the opposition leader. It doesn't matter how much his very vociferous online supporters stamp their feet and scream abuse about it. That remains a fact. According to YouGov, Starmer's on minus 21 net approval, and that is falling. Now, he abandoned, of course, his leadership pledges, Increasing taxes on the rich, public ownership, tuition fees, we could go on. This is a man winning by default because of an unprecedented combined political and social and economic crisis. The point about him abandoning that was he didn't replace it with something else. 
So he won the leadership through dishonesty and deceit and duplicity, but it left a vacuum. Now, let's just start with the Selby by-election and the triumphant candidate Keir Mather. I've met the guy now, first the defence. I've seen a lot of ageist commentary, some of it coming from the left. I think that's unfortunate. We need more younger people in Parliament. He's 25 because younger people have been hammered by years of the Tories clobbering them, everything from their living standards, debt, the slashing of their services, the lack of secure jobs, the housing crisis, we could go on. I'm not sure a privately educated guy who's basically only worked in Parliament is the solution for that, but we move. I think the issue for me is it's unfortunate that we have a young politician here elected who supports Tory policies which plunge those much younger than him into hardship and squalor. Now let's just listen to him. Yeah, the Daily the day Telegraph. Um, hi, you've uh, said that we might be on track to a Labour government. Mm -hmm. um, would you support that Labour government in its current policy of a two-child benefit cap? I support the Labour government in that policy. I think we're going to inherit an absolute economic mess from the Conservatives when we take power. We're going to have to make extremely difficult decisions once we do, and I support the Labour government in doing so 100%. So this care, like the other care, backs the Tory policy, which plunges a quarter of a million British children into poverty and around 800,000 other British children even further into, the pov into poverty. This is an existential issue for Labour Party. What the hell is the point of a Labour Party with no burning passion of lifting toddlers out of poverty. What's it even doing here? Why is it even in the room? Now, some people have made this comment about him and they've gone, oh, Owen, you're being mean, stop bullying him. He's an elected politician. He's a grown man. I'm not gonna patronize him. He will be held to account as all elected politicians should be, in this case, for supporting Tory policies which impoverish toddlers. Now, what happened in Ox Uxbridge, I think is actually extremely revealing about Starmer, what sort of man he is, what sort of politician he is, and what sort of prime minister he's likely to be. The focus there, in terms of Labour's narrow defeat, has been on so-called ULES. That is the ultra-low emission zone. This was drawn up originally by Boris Johnson, covering the central congestion zone to deal with toxic air. Now, bear in mind, up to 36,000 Brits die each year of pollution-related causes. In London, it's linked to 4,000 premature deaths. And that's without even talking about the ill health that it causes and the burden that inevitably places on our already struggling National Health Service. What does ULEZ mean? It means that the oldest, most polluting vehicles have to pay a daily charge to drive in the zone. It's now due to be expanded to cover the whole of Greater London by August. Nine out of 10 cars are not gonna be charged. It has the support of Londoners. The most recent poll has 47% supporting it compared to 32% against. Help is offered to those on the lower incomes or benefits via a scrappage scheme, for example. Now, Starmer himself has repeatedly publicly backed this policy, but the Uxbridge candidate, Labour's Uxbridge candidate, opposed it, accepting, therefore, the framing of the Tory candidate and made it more of an issue, the central issue in this election. Now, here's the thing. Politics, like nature, abhors a vacuum. Labour does not have a clear message. doesn't matter, again, how angry people get about this. What is Labour's clear message? When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. 
That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Go on, have a go. I have no idea, and I don't think you do either. Now, a clear, that means it has no clear offer. It can say to voters on the doorstep, here's what we're going to do, and here's how it's going to change your lives. Instead, the message is... The Tories are really bad. They've messed up the country. The country's a burning skip. This is awful. But we can't really do very much. And in fact, we're going to keep in place most of what the Tories have done. Sorry about that. Now, in this context, ULEZ, therefore, could become the very noisy focus of the election because what else was there to drown it out? Now, what Starmer did do after a narrow defeat for the Labour Party is he threw the Labour Mayor of London under a bus. He said, we knew ULEZ was going to be an issue, and of course we all need to reflect on that, including the mayor. Tossing him under a bus. Cowardice. Weak. Pathetic behaviour. Now, he also said, we are doing something very wrong. If policies put forward by the Labour Party end up on each and every Tory leaflet, we've got to face up to that and learn the lessons. Interesting, coming from the former Mr Remain second referendum guy, who championed that for a very long time, because Brexit was plastered all over Tory leaflets, but that didn't stop him championing that particular policy. But also, where does that end? Well, if the Tories oppose something, then Labour can't support it. So basically, Labour can't do anything the Tories oppose. Lovely stuff. Now, it's interesting, some of the briefing that's come to the right-wing media, to the Times, a member of the shadow cabinet who condemned the policy to the Times, saying it's clear we need, to re- we need a reset on ULEZ. We have a policy that's saving the lives of 500 people a year in London, and yet it's a vote loser. So if there ever was a policy that was in need of revisiting, it's that. Listen to that moral bankruptcy in Technicolor. This shadow cabinet member literally goes, so it saves hundreds of lives, but we've got to get rid of it. So just, just like that, hundreds of people condemned to death for political, strategic decisions on behalf of the Labour Party. Now, what Labour managed to do is turn a good set of results, and they are good for Labour, into division and introspection, up to and including attacking the most senior elected Labour politician in the entire country. And it gets worse. Even though Labour, frankly, have a very good chance, I think, of winning that seat in the general election, unless there's a miraculous turnaround for the Tories, the Labour right are using this to go for the party's already watered-down environmental policies. There's a Get Ed Miliband campaign in full swing. He's been repeatedly briefed against by Starmer's aides, and being sacked in the reshuffle is being constantly muted. So, for example, Patrick Maguire, a very well-connected journalist amongst the Labour Party, says anyone still hoping against hope that Labour's green policies are making it to an election intact will not be encouraged by the number of Starmer allies privately taking the name of Ed Miliband, not actually involved in Uxbridge at all, by the way, in vain this morning. They're attacking Ed Miliband after Uxbridge. What did he have to do with the defeat? What they're trying to do is say, we need to just get rid of environmental policies that are not popular. And Ed Miliband is the driving force behind them. His policies are actually transformative. If they were actually properly backed by the leadership, they would create jobs and improve living standards but the Labour right has no interest in them whatsoever. Now, this does all show, I think, what Labour will be like in government, and Starmer will be like as Prime Minister. He's weak, he's unprincipled, and he's thin-skinned. Any sign of trouble, any sign of pressure from the right, from vested interest, whoever, he will surrender, water down, and abandon even the policies now which remain intact. It gets worse, 
the workers' rights package, which Labour had people been touting as a reason to support Labour, Labour was founded by the trade unions to represent workers and improve their rights. Yesterday at the National Policy Forum, according to Taj Ali, Tribune's industrial correspondent, a huge row was broken out of the Labour Party's National Policy Forum between trade unions and the party leadership. Unions were proposing amendments to strengthen workers' rights. Fair company provided, party staff is trying to tell general secretaries what to do. Pathetic. A union source then said, essentially boycotted dinner, Tories table sparse with Starmer in attendance. General secretaries are moving to discuss an incompetent and duplicitous attempt to b- b- bounce trade unions. Now, as I say, Labour is on course to win purely because of Tory self-destruction. But what the hell are they actually going to do in power? They can't commit to lifting kids out of poverty by reversing what they have themselves, Labour front bunches have repeatedly called heinous Tory policies. They're watering down their environmental policies as the world burns. I mean, we can see what's happening across Europe and the rest of the world at the moment. They're watering down workers' rights. There's a clear message. Labour under Starmer, who in the leadership election promised transformative and radical domestic policies, is not just now a hostile place for Corbynites or socialists, but for social democrats, for the so-called soft left, for middle-of-the-road Labour rights. The leadership has already long turned on Andy Burnham, the mayor of Greater Manchester, and now they're going for Sadiq Khan. Yeah, cheer on the destruction of the Tories. I love a bit of Tory destruction in the morning. But those hoping for meaningful change from Labour, despite the catastrophic state of the country and indeed the wider world, how, well... However low your expectations are, you're going to be disappointed. Let's cheer on Tory self-immolation. But I'm not here to sow illusions in what Labour represents. I'm here to tell the truth. The evidence is pointing in one direction. Keir Starmer, a duplicitous, deceitful and weak man, is going to throw anything under a bus to gain power for the sake of it. And when he gets there, if you think he's going to change this country for the better in a meaningful way after the calamity that this country's gone through because of the Tories, well, better think again. Please like, subscribe, do support us on Patreon, the Cobb Force. I'm Jesse Four. I'll see you in a bit. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style.